This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Jake and Mel Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jakeandmelpodcast at gmail.com. It's like winter down here. I know. Well, that's because our house is not fucking the ace. Everything goes to the main floor. Well, <laughs> no, everything goes down here. Well, no, it's it's the opposite because, but well, you know, it's fucking cold down here. That's cold why I have shit. a hoodie on and it. We're currently in the basement enjoying some uh, some nice hot coffee, uh, <laughs> snuggled underneath blankets because it is frozen as fuck. Why are you saying that? Like we're fucking just. Snuggled up. Together. We are. We're snuggled up on the couch, <laughs> enjoying a nice late evening podcast. <laughs> um. So I was talking. So we were talking about before we had to restart this fucking recording because it was, you know, things. Um. Yeah. So so elk. I think that was my. Well, technically, it's my second time having it, but because I tried some of your elk that you got last time, but uh, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. I think. Uh, Reminds me I've of actually kangaroo. had elk a shit ton of times, but the fact this is the first time we've found this at a store near us. I, I mean, we yeah. were honestly going to do like a uh, grill buffet day where we were going to do all. We still need to we do We should that. still do that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I got wild. We Recently, a couple of days ago, I got wild boar, elk, venison, and just bison. Of course, bison you can find anyways, but yeah, been experimenting with some different stuff. Actually, um, Saturday... We're probably going to go fishing, and if we can, if it's a place where it's not just catch and release, it's just um, we take them. I'd love. If we go to the Potomac, I don't think we should keep anything. No, 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 no. That's why I was like, oh, that's cool. We could fish in the Potomac, but also if we go somewhere else, we might be able to eat them and not. Yeah, yeah, not die. (laughs) Reap some of the unwanted benefits of the Potomac. (laughs) Wake up the next day and you have suddenly have gills growing out the side of you. I mean, it's not it's not the people that we used to watch fishing right outside that like a waste treatment plant. Oh, dude, like where I used to live, there was a uh, paper mill up the up up the stream, up the river, and they would just dump all their bullshit into the river. People would swim, even though like everyone in the county was like, don't swim in this water. Don't eat anything out of this water. Don't even look at the water. Just don't even look at it. And people would swim. They'd freaking gurgle it in their mouth. They would Ugh. catch fish and and eat it. 
and it like the water looked like ass. Like it looked like a stream of just ass going down <laughs> between the trees and the houses. And uh, people were like, oh, to yeah, be, you know, it's fucking water. And I'm like, no, it's to fucking be fair, death. To be fair, the water that comes out of sewage treatment plants is actually cleaner than you know, 99.99% of any other natural water you're going to find out there. Cause obviously you shouldn't be drinking any yeah. water cause you can yeah. get like fucking Giardia and fucking shit, which is, yeah, funny. I was lucky. I didn't or you get, can get that. some, did like, that, uh, the, Oh dude, the, the fucking place that we hiked, that we camped, Jakob's disease or some shit from the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the waterfall, um, that we hiked. Yeah. When I was, when I was yeah. in college, I hiked that and like, filled up an entire water bo- water bottle at the top and drank the whole thing unfiltered. Uh, actually, b- before that, he actually was... It ended up being fine. He was 5'6 before that, and that's why he drank that, and within a year, he was 6'5". Yes. So, yes. I mean... Some int water up at the top of that mountain. Yeah. Good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, elk, uh, elk was pretty good. I need to try the wild boar. I've had bison many a time. I need to get us some buffalo, because... Contrary to popular belief, bison and buffalo is not the same thing. Yes, they are. No, it's not. What the? Yes, the American buffalo is a bison. I, what? They're the same thing, man. We're cutting that out. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. This is no, staying No, I thought it was in. two different things. I thought no, there was no, the bison, bison and buffalo. buffalo but I thought thing. a bison was a smaller version of the buffalo. No, dude, it's the American bi- buffalo or the American bison. Same thing. I'm Definitely about to, the same thing. I'm about to. <laughs> All right, Jamie, can you pull that up? I'm about to. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Prof, prof, can you pull <laughs> prof, that up? Can prof. you pull that up? Prof, we need our IT guy here. Um, dude, I oh, that makes me so mad because I literally had this conversation with somebody. I think it was my, I swear to God, it was probably my mother. Oh no, this this conversation's making me very happy. No, 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 no. <laughs> listen here, guy. Listen here, dude. That's the last time that I listened to it. Like I, that that is twice now in the last week that I have known something. Somebody's telling me, no, you're fucking wrong. I believed them because, of course I would. I'm an idiot. What the fuck did you listen to? And uh, and then it turned out that I was right. So the first case was my girlfriend. So I recently got some biopsies <laughs> done on my back, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're scabbing up real nicely. And so I said to her, I was like, hey, um, do you have any, like, ointment or Vaseline so I can put it on these so I can help them heal? She goes, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She goes, no, you're not supposed to do that your your wounds are supposed like when it's healing like that it needs to be dry if you get it like all moist and shit again then that's how you're going to get bacteria and infection and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's wrong i'm pretty sure that like you're supposed to put some kind of ointment on it to help with the healing process and she was like nope it's wrong don't do it i go home and i ask my mother so i don't do it right i'm like all right whatever not worth having this argument uh, I go home and ask my mother, who's a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. and I ask her the same thing. I'm like, hey, is this what I'm supposed to do or not? And she goes, who told you not to do that? And I was like, who do you think? And she goes, okay, well, she's wrong. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, and she goes, my mom was like, yeah, you need to, like, when it's healing, like, yes, it needs to dry out. Like, you shouldn't keep it covered, but you do need to put some ointment on it to help it heal so you don't get as bad of a scar. I had a conversation with somebody else <laughs> about the bison thing. I was like, yeah, bison's great. Buffalo's great. And somebody was like, you know, they're, they're two different things. I'm like, no, they're not. There's the bison and there's the, bu- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was Jess again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> now I remember because we were watching, we were watching uh, dances with wolves 
And it's the scene where he sees the bison uh, uh, running by. And I go, I go, um, have you ever had uh, bison? And she was like, no. And I'm like, well, have you had buffalo? And she goes, that's something different. I'm like, no, it's not. Bison and buffalo are the same thing. And she goes, no, they're two different things. There's buffalo and there's bison. Bison is like a smaller buffalo. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I don't have the facts in front of me, but I'm like 99% sure that you're wrong. And she was like, absolutely not. And she like gave me all this shit about how that was wrong. And so now I'm sitting here in the podcast and it's on an episode and we're airing this and we're not editing it now because I'm too invested. And I have said (laughs) that bison and buffalo are two different things. And now I'm the idiot. Well, I mean... I mean, I already was. I that was already established. That. <laughs> it was already established. God damn it. I'm so mad. I'm not listening to her ever again. <laughs> you know that thing they say where the woman's always right? False. Not true. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, they, they always say, like, just accept it later in life because you're always going to be wrong. I no longer accept it because I've been right twice. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, dude, freaking... I've been trying to eat healthier and it's obviously working. Um, I'm actually down to the lowest body weight that I've been since the Marine Corps. Are you at the lowest level of the highest peak? Yes. <laughs> um, no, I haven't been this body weight since 2014. But I'm also bigger and less fat than I was then too. So that should say something hopefully about us going to the gym consistently for the last nine months. As well as me eating better. Yeah, I mean, on you the know. other hand, <laughs> also, can we just yeah, me on the other hand, uh, just massive all the time. Um, I mean, it's just you know, it's been nice that we've had a gym available to us during this time. I mean, that's not the case for a lot of people. I know and a lot of places are closing. I want to say that uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of places have been closing down. I want to say that our gym has been doing a fantastic job. That was the case up until recently. <laughs> now, not so much. What, which, you know, I guess it's because of that whole like, oh, everybody's getting vaccinated, so we're good to go. But like, it, and I don't want to dive too much into that. But yeah, our gym has definitely laxed off a little bit and it's not the best. But uh, for a time there, it was really good. And it's been nice that it's been so close to the house. Definitely been making them gain. Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking my uh, delicious warm coffee here as I watch snowfall in my own room. (laughs) I actually made this coffee with the, uh, one of these Chemex things. I put off getting one of these things. It was 20 bucks. And for some reason I didn't buy one for the longest time. But if you like coffee as much as I do, um, French press is obviously great. Aeropress. If you've got one or one of these Chemex things, I mean, you could always get a regular drip coffee thing, but I also got a burr grinder. And I get whole bean coffee, so maybe that changes things, but. Yeah. Actually, we're about to, we're about to get a new coffee. That's a good, uh, yeah, that's a good question. What do people uh, prefer? They prefer, prefer to, uh, prefer, do they prefer to um, grind or pre-grind? Like, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's the deal out there? There's only one answer to that. Is there? Being lazy, you can get pre-ground shit, but. Um, oh, so now, now those people are lazy, huh? Okay, oh, that's yeah, cool. It's more well, expedient. It's easier our, if you're all running. of our fo- all of our listeners. Sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like it's it's obviously more expedient, but it's definitely um, the whole means definitely more flavorful. Yeah, for sure. About to actually try a new one. I get the monthly freaking coffee sent to me. 
We'll try a new flavor here. Let you know what it is. This is this actually this flavor is murdered out. <laughs> Sorry, the, what was that again? Murdered out. <laughs> um, it's black rifle coffee. It was the it's the darkest uh, blend they make, and I like dark roast. So yeah, it is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Definitely got that. Speaking of murder, um, into our speaking of murder, I'm sorry. What? Yep, <laughs> this will be Mel's <laughs> last episode. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna be murdered by uh, the cold here in a minute. Well, you are. I get a fucking hoodie and I get my fucking <laughs> jeans on and shit over here. About to start a makeshift fire, so so we can survive. Well, I guess technically we wanted to start this episode with our, you know, spoiler alert, brief synopsis for episode three. A Falcon and Winter Soldier? Is it three? Three. Or? Yeah, we're halfway through the show already, which is sad. No, I know. But Loki's coming out soon, so. Yeah, but I've been thoroughly enjoying this. Um, obviously, we're going to note this as a um, timestamp because definitely spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Today. You've been warned. Um, timestamp in the description. And episode two, we saw Bucky going to see Zemo. And episode three starts. He doesn't even fucking ask Sam. That was the best. Yeah, he's just like, hey. He's like, hypothetically. He's like, hypothetically, and he's like, what do you mean, <laughs> hypothetically? And then Baron fucking Zemo just comes around the corner. He's like, whoa. <laughs> but they're a fucking funny fucking trio. Yeah. And you get to see Baron Zemo. Like, he's he's a, he's a not a super soldier at all, but he's definitely a fucking badass because he's a former... Didn't wasn't he former Hydra or did he just fucking kill? A bunch so of he, no, he was former special operations. He was, he was Sokovian special forces. Yeah, Sokovian special forces, and then we find out that he's royalty, which lines up with I believe that lines up with the comics because in the comics he is rich and he has a lot of um, uh, assets at his disposal. Um, but yeah, no, he so he's former special forces. I think at one point he got tied up with Hydra, but I think that that was specifically to take down the super soldier stuff. Yeah. And that's why he knows what he knows. So he kind of yeah. like, he was like hunting them. Yeah, and he's pretty, obviously pretty fucking badass. You get to actually see him fuck some dudes up. and You see him with his mask his, on. Uh, yeah, he puts his mask on. And he so far hasn't betrayed them yet or anything. He's been working with them. It's definitely an interesting dynamic. Presumably I was because it. he sees option B would be he's still in prison. Um, You know what I mean? And he sees that they're trying to take down super soldiers which is exactly what the fuck he wanted to do from the beginning right so he it lines up a little bit and we do see that um what are they called the freaking red hands the the rebels yeah i think they're called like the red hands or something so they're actually as we kind of hypothesized before not bad right they're just trying to help because they're people that are taking advantage presumably corporations and whatnot of the situation with all these people coming back um, yeah, they're kind of being painted now as pseudo vigilantes. However, it looks like the serum has aggression issues. I, this is my prediction from what we've seen. So the whatever the version of this serum is, um, it looks like it heightens aggression. And that was the case with the same serum that Bucky received, because if you remember correctly from civil war when they did that flashback to all of the other i'm sorry not not bucky his his was the his, whatever serum he got was like the refined one that actually worked well but the other quote-unquote winter soldiers the ones that zemo kills at the end of uh, civil war um they had a flashback sequence in that movie where it showed that all of those soldiers were hyper aggressive because of their version of the serum that they got so I what my prediction is, because at the end of episode three, we saw uh, the freedom fighters or the mm-hmm. vigilantes, whatever the red fists, whatever they're called. 
the the leader is this uh, girl, um, and she ends up blowing up a whole building full of people that they had for you know otherwise disarmed. Right? They hadn't killed anybody when they raided the facility. They were taking supplies to feed their camps and blah blah blah, and so they had like kind of disarmed and immobilized everybody that was in the building. And then as they're leaving, she kind of hits a button and just kills all of them in an explosion. And she's like, oh, we got to send them a message. We have to we got to yeah. fight by their rules. And then on top of that, we've had um, uh, Super Patriot has been increasingly more and more aggressive. So I think what it is, is that the serum um, is heightening her aggression yeah. uh, and causing her to do things that she probably wouldn't otherwise do. And I still believe that we're going to see Super Patriot end up with the serum. And that's what's going to push him over his current threshold to become the villain that we kind of know from the comics. Yeah, he's going to take it. And he's already um, that uh, he's already aggressive. Yeah. Right. We already know that. Um, you know what I mean? He He's aggressive. He's fucking he's already said he's going to do whatever it takes. And I think. We're going to see, yeah, those Homelander kind of things where he's just like... Oh, for sure. Fuck this shit, you know what I mean? He's, he's already kind of like, he's... You can see it's getting to him that he's getting ridiculed and people are like, you're not fucking Captain America, right? And then Captain America's old friends are not accepting him. You know what I mean? He's taking it personally. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And they made it seem like he's this... Um, He's got three medals of honor and he's like, presumably, I think he was like supposed to be like Delta Force or something. So he is a deadly fucking guy. Um, Yeah, you know what I mean? And I think that he's obviously trained his fucking ass off to. I mean, even be, now without the serum, he can throw that shield around pretty professionally. Oh, yeah, he was throwing it like fucking um, Steve Rogers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And. But the problem is. Is. Steve came from, he was a guy that had humility from the beginning, but not just that he was willing to fight, even if he didn't have what it took. Yeah. Right. And I don't think this guy, you know, and he would, you know, always do the right thing. You know what I mean? Whatever he thought was the correct thing. And I think that this guy, we're going to see if nobody's looking, he's not going to do the right thing. I mean, we already pretty much fucking know that. Um, but, you but know it's, I mean? I, I, so, to jump back on the the Zemo um, angle, it's been very interesting because this is not what Jake and I predicted at all uh, was no. going to happen. And I, I think it's inevitable that we're going to see Zemo break off from the group because he probably has his little gears turning in his head and he's he's formulating plans and schemes and how he can benefit himself from this and how he can further his own goals. So that's going to happen. It's going to show up probably towards the uh, last episode, but um, to have them working with them, it's been a really cool dynamic to watch the three of them, especially in this episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that for at least another episode or two before uh, we hit the main plot of everything. Yeah, Cause we're, we're going to, we're trying to see. Um... Oh, and bringing back uh, agent. What's her name? Um, oh, shoot. I'm spacing uh, from, uh, from civil war. Yes. So they um, like tied they tied her back in very nicely and did a good job of explaining like, hey, um, so nice that you guys got off scot free and you've been forgiven. There are several of us out here that are still running from the law because of what we did to help out Steve. 
Yeah. Thanks so, for that save, by the way. Yeah, that's 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 adding on to what we talked about last time, where we're seeing the after effects of you know we see the Avengers and they keep getting away with things and they can keep trucking and you know that life's not easy for them, but then you see what happens to the little people, right? The people that like Steve got off, right, and so did Falcon and Bucky and stuff. But it's like, hey, what about the rest of these people, right? And it's kind of what happens in real life off, you know, behind behind the scenes. Anyways, there's always people that are. The the people that get burned that are the scapegoats. Sharon. Sharon Carter. Yep. That's right. And people are trying to figure out. So we still don't know who we we were introduced to the idea of the power broker, but we don't know who this person is. Presumably he's a big crime boss or she. Um Right. And that person is the person that had the serum made for them. We found they found the guy, the scientist that was making the serum, um, and then Zemo killed him. I mean, obviously. Yeah, like um straight up. Yeah, he just no one saw that coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and presumably, I mean, that makes the power broker a target of Zemo because, you know, because he said he made 20 um, copies of the serum. And then there's what, like seven or eight of the freedom fighters. Well, I think them. he said that she stole all of them. So whether or not there's 20 freedom fighters that are enhanced, she has all the serums. Is what the was what the doctor said, and he was working on creating new ones when they showed up and yeah. So that's know, like the, whole the defective one, kind of yeah, ish. You know what I mean? So presumably, yes. We I think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna because now that we're episode four is about to come out, and then we get five and six. I don't know how much we're gonna see with. You know, we'll see if New Captain America makes it through the end of the season yeah, before seriously. the government realizes that they fucked up that, you know, they picked who they thought would be a good Captain America, but, um, you know, they surprise, started surprise. You thought wrong. Yeah. Cause they picked a dude who, so instead of picking a guy, cause Steve's what, like 2021, 20, maybe no experience, you know, had to live his life being humbled, you know, just because he was short, he was weak. He just was, he had health problems, right? He didn't have a choice to, you know, to do anything other than accepting his lot, right? A lot of people will tell you that they're fucking humble. And again, it's like, if anybody has to tell you anything, we always talk about this. Yeah. They're not. And he was, he never said that, oh, I'm humble. Like, you know, when that one dude was beating his ass and, and the first Avenger, um, he stands up and he says his trademark line, I can do this all day. He knows he's, he can't do anything about it, but he's not going to back down. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly what you said. Someone who, guy, he, he doesn't have what it takes, but he's going to fight anyway. And, you know, no offense to that guy and whatnot, but it's like you have somebody who has made it to the pinnacle of the United States military, right? Um, all of the training that the U.S. military could possibly give you in every single area. You know, they even outsource a lot to civilian kinds of places to train. They learn a lot of shit, right? And they spend decades, and these guys have fucking dozens and dozens and dozens of deployments. They've seen the world, the worst the world has put forth, right? So this guy has presumably seen the worst that humanity can put forward, right? He doesn't necessarily hasn't had to deal with aliens and whatnot, right? But Steve kind of had a different outlook and a different start. And this guy presumably is just coming from a point where he's seen the worst the world's had to offer human-wise, humanity-wise, right? And then now he's trying to, you know, put on his best foot forward to be Captain America. And then he's just basically getting booed and he's failing, right? 
And yeah, I think that's gonna definitely he's not handling take it him well. down this fucking bad road. Yeah, I want I wanna say that my prediction for this week's episode, and of course, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this week's episode is airing today. Um and but anyway, um I, I think that this next episode might actually focus on him a little bit more. Um, because we haven't seen a ton of development to him specifically no. yet. We got the the um the kickoff of his introduction, and then we've had some ta- uh, tidbits here and there of of what we perceive he's going to end up being. That's how we came up with some of these uh, predictions. But we haven't had an episode that has been like devoted purely to him and what's going on in his mind, the uh, the side of the mission that uh, the I guess the U.S. military is is a part of because they're basically they're following the same leads or similar leads as uh, both. Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. they're just they're operating from a different side of the the field. So um, yeah. it'll be interesting. I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of that before we get to the end. So I'm thinking this next episode might fill some of that gap. Um, yeah, but it, it could also fill the uh, power broker. Gap. I think what we're going to see uh, that might is, be what we see um, because they're still both under um, because New Captain America and Battlestar under still under the U.S. government. They're still basically reined in by that. And I think we're going to see that maybe he's he, not Battlestar, but maybe Captain America is going to try to buck that fucking system. Like, fuck that shit. We can't get this done if they, you know, if we play by these fucking stupid rules and then, you know, you're going to start seeing them like, nope, I'm going to do this my way, which is not necessarily the. Which is kind of ironic because that's what the original, that's what Steve Rogers did. Yes. But he did it the right way. I think we're about to see it done the wrong way. Yeah. This is the other option of who what you could have gotten if it wasn't Steve Rogers. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, a lot to look forward to this week. Um, we actually covered more of that than we intended to. It was a very good episode. So if you haven't watched it, oh yeah, no, both of these have been really uh, fucking definitely watch it. Hopefully, hopefully you've watched it. Otherwise, I'm I'm sorry that you just sat through all the spoilers. But like we said before, spoiler territory, and uh, we put the timestamps in. We also said timestamps. Yeah, exactly, timestamps. So the next thing we're going to talk about, continued spoilers, is our thoughts on. Godzilla versus Kong. Yep. So it has been what a week since that came out. Less. Yeah. It would have been um, last Friday. So by the time when this comes, no, out, no, no, it Friday, came out last Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, so been, it's, been, yeah, a it's week. been a week today. So it'll be a week and two days or whatever. When yeah. It comes so out. that's that's plenty of time. I'm gonna put well, I'm gonna put the uh, it's plenty the time of time for people like us. I mean, obviously there are tons of people we know that are just not gonna. They're not gonna move that fast. All right. I'll put the time stands, but. It's plenty of time. We're talking about spoilers. So uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yep. Jake, why don't we start with you? So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think one of the biggest complaints people had in the previous movies is we had too much dealing with the people and less with Godzilla or Kong, which makes sense because you but you're trying to, you know, they're trying to introduce them. But now that it's they've both been introduced, it was like, let us see more of the monsters, right? Yeah. And Kong, honestly, was the main character. We see he communicates with this girl who's um, either deaf or she's a mute. I don't know. They sign each other and they learn that, like, oh, Kong is actually extremely smart. And he, I mean, obviously, yeah, highly intelligent. Um, but his whole thing is that he just wants to live his life. Right. But for some reason, they can't figure out why the fuck Godzilla keeps attacking these facilities. Hint, hint, it keeps attacking all these Apex facilities because... As we find out, um, huge spoiler, they have two of the skulls of King Ghidorah 
Um, and they're using them. There's one that's essentially a pilot's chair inside the facility, and the other one is inside of Mechagodzilla, right? And that's how they're using it to pilot this giant fucking mech, essentially. And but every they lack time a power source, yeah, every time it turns on, Godzilla freaks the fuck out, right? Because he's sensing another alpha predator. And initially, we see Kong um, fights Godzilla on the boats, and he gets his ass beat, right? Obviously, he's out of his element. He's in the fucking water, you know? And then, eventually, you know, we get to see them fight on land, um, but first they go to the center of the planet where there is another sub-planet. Yeah, um, and that's getting pretty deep into the plot. Um, essentially... Well, that's where he gets his axe. That's the main thing. He gets yeah. an axe with a Godzilla scale in it, which helps him later on. Because it can be both absorb and be powered by Godzilla's nuclear breath, 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 his nuclear breath. Um, because they duke it out again, Kong does better, but he gets his ass kicked again, which is right Breath. when Mechagodzilla gets mentally, I guess, um, taken over by King Ghidorah's mind, and he comes out and he fucks Godzilla up. Yeah, like bad. I didn't. I expected him to move slow because all of the old Mecha Godzillas kind of move slow. They're a little bit slow. This guy's like slow, but like indestructible. So they just eat hits and then they like dish out damage. Straight fucking Pacific Rim, fucking oh yeah, uh, Kaiju Hunter, super super Pacific Rim vibes. Well, uh, then again, same producers, so they ripped themselves off. So it's not like they stole that shit. Yeah, but Kong saves the day with his fucking Godzilla scale axe. Um, I liked the amount of fighting. I liked that, despite the fact that maybe Kong's not ready to take on something like Godzilla and win, um, he still was able to, you know, they were still able to hurt each other. Um, but well, I mean- so the, um, couple of things that we glossed over here. So the, the, uh, and, and if you just listen to that synopsis, you're probably like, oh, this seems like it's a little all over the place. It is like the, the yeah. I'll, we'll be completely transparent with you the the plot of the story is a little bit all over the place and there are things that don't line up and the reason why it's fine right the reason why we don't feel like it impended the movie at all is because you went into that movie knowing what it was it was a big fucking radioactive lizard fighting a big ass gorilla like that's that's all you really care about all you really care about is is the battles that take place with those guys and the battles that took place were fucking awesome. Um, you know, my personal opinion was that uh, King of the Monsters did it best. So I thought that King of the Monsters was a stronger film. However, the uh, the action sequences in this movie were pretty fucking amazing. Um, they were probably on par with King of the Monsters, if not a little bit better in some of the circumstances, uh, yes, in some of the scenes. It. But like it was... It was like, I think that, um, so like Jake said, the 2014 Godzilla tried to be really grounded, tried to be realistic and people liked it, but they wanted to see more of Godzilla. So when King of the Monsters came around, it was all action. It was all about the monsters. It was less about the human plot. Uh, human plot was still strong, but they definitely amped up the action sequences, the monster appearances, all of the stuff that we were looking for. And people loved it. I thought that they had the balance. Like, I don't think anybody really asked for less or more of anything with that, that movie, that movie was the formula. 
Uh, in this movie, it looks like they pushed the uh, it a little bit further. So they dumbed down the human story even more and increased the monster action. And it was fine, but I would hesitate them to do that further. I think that King of the Monsters was perfect. I think this one was a little bit further than it needed to be, but was still good. Yeah. But if we go even further than that, we may actually have a problem with the film. It, it may actually end up being not that great of a film. Yeah. Just because there has to be some kind of tangible plot there. Yeah, because it to- can't just be some sci-fi battle royale kind of thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there are movies that can do that, but it has to have cling on to something, right? Like, there's been talk about how there might be a... I saw this article the other day about how there might be a prequel that discusses the... Um, the uh, Titan war. So it'd be like all the way back when Titans existed and it'd be a bunch of Godzilla's versus a bunch of Kongs and everything in between that could potentially be done very well. There are plenty of movies out there that have been done that are just like purely animals and, and some with like very limited dialogue and, and they're, they're done fine. I would caution that. I, I don't necessarily think that that should be the next step because I could see how that could very easily fall apart. I think that the human element does keep it tangible and grounded for viewers to follow along with. Um, and I think that just King of the Monsters did it the best. It didn't do it perfectly, but it did it the best. This one had a lot of plot holes with the humans. And yeah. the only reason why it was excusable is because of how much fucking dope ass action there was. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is, I mean, and who knows where we're going to go next this one apparently did very well. I mean, obviously, people seem pretty excited for it. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised you... with how well um, it was received critically. Like, I knew it was going to do well because we haven't had any big blockbusters. Things are just starting to, like, open up a little bit. What do you think, though, they're going to go next as far as who's going to be the big bad guy? Because here, well, here's the thing. Is, I mean, how long, if it doesn't have a plot, you know, like you warned, Yeah. you know, can it just be another monster versus another monster and another monster you know because you had some ideas of who the next bad guys could be yeah i'm the um, i'm the resident godzilla nerd over here so um there there's so this question was asked we did a watch party for this movie and the same question was asked by the group because there were a few people that were like hey i'm struggling to see where this can go and i was like ironically enough it could go a lot of places like both mm-hmm. this film and the previous film still have opened a lot of doors as to where we can go. And this movie specifically with the hollow earth has opened up a ton of doors that we could potentially yep. go. I mean, there is, there is room for unique stories that are not fueled by any of the predecessor Kong and Godzilla movies. I mean, we have a whole hollow earth full of creatures. There could easily be one or two Kong movies done where Kong keeps order down there and fights creatures down there that we haven't seen yet. Um, yep. or, or Godzilla of the like, um, there's still destroyer. So destroyer was a creature that was born of the oxygen, oxygen destroyer bomb, which was present in the uh, last movie, King of the monsters. So that could potentially be another Godzilla movie. Yep. Um, now that we've had Mecha Godzilla, which I'm going to touch on him a little bit, uh, after this, but, um, he, he could come back. He's there were three versions, three or four versions of Mechagodzilla. So he that was a constant enemy for Godzilla. He could easily come back in a new iteration that is free of Ghidorah's mind control, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. There's room now for Mecha King Ghidorah. 
Um, you know, there's there was an argument made. Ah, well, they used his consciousness for Mechagodzilla in this movie. That was probably them killing two birds with one stone. That's true, but at the same time, we could still see it happen. Like it could still it could still potentially happen because yeah. both of those brains, both of those skulls, whatever, are still intact, and we know that they still have intelligence in them. So easily somebody could find a way to regenerate yep. that and create Mega King Ghidorah. That would be dope. Um, he could regenerate himself somehow. I don't know. Yeah, he could regenerate himself somehow, like given enough time. I don't know. There's a lot of things they could do. There's a lot of things they could do. And we haven't even touched on the crazy shit they could do. Like if we start doing like uh uh Biolante, Biolante would be a crazy monster to introduce. That one is like a plant-based like tentacle creature that tries to eat Godzilla. <laughs> Like it literally tries to consume Godzilla. That's how big this thing is. So that you can have that. You have space Godzilla, which would introduce the alien uh, element. I think I talked about that briefly on a previous episode. Um, and it's something that still hasn't been touched. I thought it might be touched in this movie, but it wasn't. So you could have the alien element where there's a, you know, there's a race that's trying to come and invade Earth and they're using monsters to do it. I don't know. There's, there's a lot that they could still do with this. And so I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm also curious to see if they bring any other iconic monsters in and do their own movies. Are they going to stick with just Godzilla and Kong? Because I think that that's a, that's a game-winning uh, plan right there. Yeah. But are they going to try and branch it out even further and be like, oh, well, here's a Mothra movie. Here's a Rodan movie. Here's a whatever, you know, you know what I'm yep. saying? So um, it'll be interesting. Well, yeah. Dude, there's 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 they got there's a whole host of uh characters they can bring in. And you know, I don't know what else we can say, to be honest, other than we can speculate all day. There's some big so obviously, you know, you said Destroya and then Space Godzilla and stuff. Those are two big um King Ghidorah level enemies. Yeah. Right, if not more so, um that they could go with. But I think they did well enough. I think this one did Maybe it did better than the last one. I mean, I mean, there are going to be critics and whatnot, but I, you were saying that it seems like they said, like, yeah, absolutely, we want to go even further now because. Well, so I think um, uh, Millie Bobby Brown already signed for two more MonsterVerse movies. Oh, well, there you go. So I, I think that's what the article that I read said. Um, well, at the very least, she said that she's open to it, but I'm pretty sure that she signed for two more movies. So they're going to so happen. Before we segue here. We're not going to go on a tangent down this rabbit hole for sure because this will be a whole ass other episode. Yeah, I read something today, but because they were so excited with um, Disney was with how well Boba Fett was received, they haven't said who, but they said that they are going to be bring back some of our other favorites that have not been on the screen in a long, long time. Oh, so, that'll be dope. Yeah, so that mean that we might be seeing some more bounty hunters and stuff. But dude, there's also people have been pushing Sebastian Stan of you know, who's Bucky to be um, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. I don't, I mean, it would be cool. Like, I really hope that it's one of those cases of it's a secret and it's yeah. going to happen, but like, you know, their, yeah. their hand, like people, what people got to understand is like their hands are kind of tied with that. Like if he's been yeah. offered the role, then fantastic. But yeah, like, but he can't go out and be people like, yeah, were like you should do this. And he goes, well, I would only do it if Mark Hamill is involved. And Mark yep. Hamill responded by saying, like, hey, that's out of my hands. And, like, you know, you got to understand that Mark Hamill is, like, very frustrated with how oh. Star Wars is being managed The best right thing now. that happened to him was was his scene yeah. in The Mandalorian. And yeah, that was probably, that was the 
Luke Skywalker we were all looking forward to. Well, that's the Luke Skywalker he's been waiting to return to. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, he said that after that, that he was going to be done with Star Wars. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where Star Wars is so up in the air that it's who who knows what's going to happen. Should it should it like would it be cool? Yeah, it'd be absolutely cool. I think it's a great yeah. casting choice. Will it happen? I don't even want to speculate because I don't even want to disappoint myself. If it doesn't well, happen. yeah, because, I mean, if they were to do it because Mark Hamill's only getting older, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously this is a whole um, fucking rabbit hole we can fucking go down. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't even have to go down an album. Jumping, uh, jumping back to <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong, um, what did you think about Mechagodzilla? I mean, so how... How familiar were you with the Mechagodzillas from the old movies, and what did you think about this new iteration? So, um, I've seen him several times before. He was always usually coated in that fake Godzilla skin, so you thought it was Godzilla at first, and then real Godzilla shows up. Yeah, that was his you're original. Like, you're like, oh shit, well there's two of them, and then Godzilla with his nuclear breath burns away all the skin, and then usually he was comparable to Godzilla, but then he had some other attacks that would allow him, like he had a really powerful like chest beam thing that came out of him. Yeah. But he could only do that if he did it too long or too much, it would power him down, which that whole power problem with him is a real thing. I liked the way they did it now because if you just, because you were saying before, like, oh, he, you know, I thought like, oh, I kind of see this thing. It doesn't quite look like him. But I think the way they designed him made sense because it's something a robot that's actually capable of taking on Godzilla. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, the technology seemed to advance um, like two hundred fucking years, like overnight. Yeah, that was that was uh, my one. Well, it wasn't yeah. my one. That was a gripe I had, and that was why I was pushing so hard for the alien thing because I was I like, if know. they want to make this make sense, it's got to be aliens. But instead, they were like, no, humanity, and I was like, ah. And so yeah, because getting something that big to move, let alone not just move, but not just to power it, you know, which obviously they the whole King Ghidorah thing and then those crystals that are going to power it, um, you know, to get it to move and then to move that fucking fast. Right. And then be able to fucking be that agile and carry all those weapons and shit. That's some that's not even next gen tech. That's like centuries. Right. That's like. That's some crazy ass Humanity shit. Humanity was using fucking bow and arrow, and then you showed up with a fucking, um, you know, literally with like modern day, I guess the modern equivalent of lasers, right? It's just, it's just the distances, you know, it was a little kind of, I mean, maybe I guess they were doing all this stuff underground thus, this whole time. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, because the, the technology was always pretty extensive in the Godzilla universe anyways but yeah I mean I guess they've been keeping it secretive but that's a lot of money that would have to go into a program like that like trillions yeah. and trillions and trillions of dollars over decades yeah and if not more because then you go into the the whole um the underground uh the facilities yeah oh. the whole like that they like they had like it was a Multiple. basically gigantic cavern that was big enough for them to fly their hover like not even like a I yeah. They had that, they had that fucking, underground like bullet highway that traveled the planet that they yeah. Built. And then they also had like their they were in those basically drop ships. Yeah, right. That's a whole fucking thing there. Yeah, um, it was it was a little far fetched, and um, the explanation that was given was pretty weak. The explanation was, oh well, Apex came around at the same time as Monarch, 
Whereas Marnock, Marnock, bleh, Monarch was um, Try that one more time, guys. <laughs> Monarch, were, uh, whereas they were studying Godzilla and creatures of alike, uh, Apex was focused on coming up with deterrence, coming up with ways to destroy these creatures, fight yeah. these creatures, kill these creatures, and so the the argument is, oh well, they've existed for decades and they've been pulling funds and blah blah blah, and it all cultivated in this, and I'm like, that's still trillions of trillions of it's dollars probably quadrillions of that fucking magically dollars. appeared it's probably like a fucking quintillion dollars yeah you like know it, oh like a total like it but whatever we'll skip past that so but one of I, the things i guess because we can we can well so uh, just the, a couple of things for mechagodzilla because this ties into our next topic our, our closing topic um so me like the it was it was a dope sequence of events like uh, yeah. the the fight between Mechagodzilla and Godzilla, where he just completely wrecked Godzilla, and Godzilla was like, "Yo, what the fuck? What what is even happening?" Because he's never been beat that bad. Like yeah. even when he fought Ghidorah, he never got disrespected the way that that Mechagodzilla disrespected him. That was cool to see because a lot of times in previous iterations of Mechagodzilla, he comes out swinging really really strong, and then Godzilla eventually gets the upper hand. Um, so that was cool. The tag team between him and Kong against Mechagodzilla was cool. There were a lot of subtle hints, uh, throughout the movie to the original movies. Um, and specifically there was during the last fight between Kong and Godzilla, there's a scene where Kong takes the handle of his ax and shoves it into Godzilla's mouth to keep him from breathing his, uh, his atomic breath that actually happened in the original Godzilla versus Kong, and it was a tree instead of an axe. Yeah. So that was a cool little <laughs> nod. Um, there was the so for Mechagodzilla, when he gets taken over by Ghidorah's mind, you see the eyes flash from blue to red. That was indicative of um, was it Kairu, the the third uh, generation Mechagodzilla from the old movies. Um, he was actually infused with the soul of one of the previous Godzillas, I think. And so at one point, the soul takes over and the eyes turn red and Mechagodzilla goes into a rage and just attacks everybody. And so that was like there was a that was a subtle nod there. So there were some cool things that as a Godzilla fan, I really, really enjoyed. I don't think that I'm sold completely on Mechagodzilla's design for this movie. It's cool, but I was kind of hoping for something that looked like uh, Mechagodzilla 3. Yeah, a little bit more um, and, classic. Yeah, like a little bit more classic, a little bit more like just looking like Godzilla. I mean, the, he had the look, but it was still off. And the, the long-ass arms, practically they made sense. It was an advantage thing. I didn't necessarily like it. I thought it made him look wonky. I thought he was too skinny. He didn't have that bulky appearance. Um, you know, it just aesthetically there were some things that I was not the biggest fan of, but yeah. in terms of abilities, I mean, he pretty much had everything minus the chest blaster, the, yeah. uh, the chest beam. I mean, he had, and, and the laser eyes, he didn't have the laser eyes. I was hoping to see those, but I mean, he had the beam, uh, the mouth beam. He had the rockets, the shoulder rockets. That was dope. Uh, he yep. had the jet packs. They gave him the freaking uh, energy punch, which was dope. The Hayuken, sure. You can, <laughs> They freaking yeah that like that was crazy. I don't think that any of the previous Mechagodzillas had that, and that was definitely a 
severe disadvantage. Um, and I think yeah. even the tail blade that spins previous Mecha Godzillas have had that. So there, there were definitely some some cool things that they did. I just ah, not my favorite design. Um, ultimately, it is what it is. It was still a cool appearance. And certainly if they do another appearance of them later down the road, they could potentially we're going to get some of these complaints. mech, which actually is going to lead into our next topic. Yeah. yeah. What is the feasibility of ever seeing any mech? Well, dude, it's happening. Well, on the level of Mecha Godzilla. Oh, ugh. zero. <laughs> oh, no. All I right. just feel like I feel like that. Right, that night, is. Everybody. <laughs> I feel like, at least from my feeble understanding of military and the progression of humanity, I don't feel like that is a practical and feasible option. It's not. Um, I think that if we do get mechs, they're going to be like tank size. They are. Um, or, Or smaller, even. And, I mean, the technology is there. It's happening. I mean, as a fun activity... Japan created a life-size Gundam that can take steps. It can move and function like a normal Gundam, but the, minus the sword, energy sword and the and the boosters. The problem with that, I think, is that one. I think the thing is permanently attached to that tower. The problem is going to be powering them, right? Because right. we have trouble powering small robotics now. So if we can... Well, what I'm saying is Japan has gotten that far... With something that's it's almost like fixed an, on a fixed on a point. Well, that's almost like an animatronic puppet in my mind, right? And I think that we need to start smaller um, because we knew the military before was looking at um, what's essentially the Boston Dynamics, the dog thing. Yeah. Um, there was so they wanted to use it almost like a donkey, something that could carry supplies into battle, um, and that's honestly probably what it'll be. It'll be something that can carry. You could just you know, put heavier weapons on it or supplies and stuff. And then it wouldn't be used as a weapons platform, but you would use it to carry it so that the troops don't have to carry that shit. Yeah. Um, But I think we're also waiting for some uh, continued major advancements in hydraulics for something of that size and power sources. Um, The two designs that I think we will see one is, um, like the M1A1 or the M1A2 Abrams are super fucking heavy, right? Those tanks are like an absurd, I don't know if they're like 70 tons or something like that. They crack fucking regular roads, right? And the Army's actually looking at a light tank and the Marine Corps is no longer using tanks. So what I think is, um, and they also don't do well, obviously, in a lot of terrain, is what we would see is a weapons platform, whether it's piloted or if it's a an, an unmanned um, ground vehicle, a UGV, it would be either a four- or a six-legged walker that would be able to go up hills and through the woods, and it would carry... You know, heck, if you fucking put a 30-millimeter cannon on it and it could go into the mountains, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. Right? But then I think the smaller version of that is... You've seen the Boston Dynamics that, like, the running freaking robot that looks like the Terminator that's terrifying. Yeah, it's like Tomboy or something like yeah, that. I think like it can run and roll and stuff. If they could have that um, where you could put um, one of the problems with fighting the mountains and stuff in an Arctic warfare is it's extremely taxing on the human body. Like when we trained in 
winter or like jungle environments, you don't wear body armor, right? You wear your helmet and you wear like a load bearing vest and have your rifle and stuff, you know, but you're not going to, you're not going to, you're going to get weighed down, right? Which means that if you try to carry, you're not going to, you're probably not going to carry too far a crew served weapon, right? The 50 M2 Browning 50 cal is a crew served weapon, right? The receiver of that thing's, um, 50 pounds, the barrel's like 20, and I want to say the tripod's another 50 pounds. And that's not ammo, right? So that takes quite a few guys to carry and move that thing. Now, you can do it, but it's a pain in the ass. Now, there's a reason the Marine Corps and the Army is looking at replacing um, a lot of their weapon systems. They're looking at like a three thirty eight uh, Norma Magnum heavy machine gun that one dude can carry that has similar ballistics to a fifty cal right? So that we can be more maneuverable. But what you could do is you take that robot that's kind of roughly man-shaped and you give that thing the heavy machine gun mm-hmm. or um, some form of, I don't know if it's, maybe if it's, you know, if it's strong enough and you could slap a fucking, um, a toe or actually a, more specifically a saber system on that thing. Or you could give it, um, you know, variety of weapons and that thing could patrol with Marines or soldiers, it could go into buildings and do stuff, and it would have, then you would have a mobile um, heavy machine gun platform, which would be extremely deadly. Or, like I said, the tank walker thing, um, they already have, they've put them in, I think, some vehicles, and I think other some other countries have used them, but it's basically a self-loading 60-millimeter mortar, right? If you could have put a self-loading 60-millimeter mortar with an ammo kind of, magazine on the back of a tank that walks like a small spider and i mean i say small like car sized yeah right and then you put a mortar on that thing and that thing can go into the mountains and follow the marines into the mountains that would be really deadly and i think that's the first kind of mechs we're gonna see yeah i agree Um, with that um i think that so i agree with that from the tank angle i think mm -hmm. what so there is a distinction here between robots and mechs right So I think that the tanks, those will be still controlled by pilots. Um, But the Boston dynamic stuff is definitely going to be robots. I don't I mean, they could maybe build us some mechs. But, you know, you think mechs, you usually think about something that's being piloted. Um, I think that the tank platform is the option that we'll see. Yeah, like you said, first and more like. uh, Realistic. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I really don't think the only way I could see us kind of evolving past that. Yeah. Um, would be if we go the exosuit route and determine that it's better to have a miniaturized mech suit. Yes. So almost like Space Marines, I'm thinking more like what you saw in Avatar, but maybe smaller. Yes. And so then that would be what individual uh, soldiers would run in. And so you would essentially have one soldier becoming a miniaturized weapons platform. And so you might see fewer soldiers deployed, but they would be more deadly because of what they are piloting. So Um, um, the exoskeleton route is actually another route that the U.S. military is legitimately exploring. Yeah. Again, the whole power source thing. But one of the things that they legitimately had... Um, one of the Marine battalions test out um, was it's not quite an exoskeleton. Basically what it is is so 
the military is looking at a load-bearing um, exoskeleton. And one of the things is how do you power something like that, right? Even if it's a basic thing that's just going to take, one of the ones they're looking at is just to take the weight of the vest, and if you're also wearing a pack, take that off your shoulders, right? So to save your knees and your hips and your friggin' joints and shit, and then make you faster. Um, because right now the rough cutoff is about 45 pounds of gear before you seriously start to negatively basically become over-encumbered, just like in a video game. Um, but the ones the Marines tested, it basically attached to the back of their legs, and what it was was a mobile power source. It was, you, they were generating their own energy via movement, right? And then that would either mean that they could plug in all their electronics to their to that suit, um, or they could recharge stuff. So that would eliminate the need to carry extra batteries. So carrying extra radio batteries and shit, that gets real fucking heavy. Yeah. So if you were your own power source, that would eliminate that. And then also, that seems like, to me, the first step in powering the rest of the suit. And the rest of the suit will just be a weight-bearing system. So you'll be able to, you know... Bear extra weight, you know what I mean, and because you don't, and then it would allow you to be remain fresher longer, and then eventually we already know with the Talos system, or was also called the Iron Man suit, the military's been playing around with full body armor for a long time. Yeah, and they haven't quite got it, and it's gonna be a while. But I think you're right. I think that Avatar suit thing, um, that's having a small scout walker because. What they're worried about is you have a big, expensive, hard-to-maintain piece of equipment, and it's going to get fucking knocked out by one dude with a fucking RPG, right? Or you're going to hit the leg, and it's going to get jammed, and it's stuck, and now it's useless. Yeah. So what I think is that having it maybe not necessarily be a frontline thing at first, but having it be a weapons platform capable of transporting, you know, if you could bring a 60-millimeter mortar or you know, an 81 millimeter, heck, even potentially a friggin' 120 millimeter mortar. Well, yeah, close I think... into the battle and get that thing in the middle of fucking shit from, you know, right behind the front lines. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, something, yeah, something, anything really that can traverse, like truly traverse rough terrain and get you to a position that is superior to that of the enemy is going to be a must. Um, in terms of the, the, um, exosuits i could easily see us going so like you said the the first iterations being more of a weight bearing system and then mm -hmm. maybe the second iteration being something similar to what is in uh edge of tomorrow yes um and then from there depending on the success of the platform potentially evolving to the scout mechs that we were talking about uh, see but it's cool i mean i don't think we're ever going to see a gundam no. Right? I don't think we're going to see any kind of mech system that allows just, you to fly. I really don't even think we would ever see an Iron Man suit, but we will no, see some cool-ass shit There's for no sure. feasible reason to have a mech that big. Or even if you go into Mech Warrior, like that old video game that all of us played on, like, PC or, like, PS1. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, and they, the, the reason that they designed those is to either fight another mech. And I was like, well, in that case, you just build a weapon that can take out mechs. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think more, I mean, this is obviously, you know, a whole ass other podcast episode we can talk about. Um, just, there's some cool technology that DARPA is working on and the military and like all these companies you've heard about, you know, Raytheon and all this stuff have made some really friggin' cool stuff. 
that I think a lot of people would be surprised that they're actually working on. Yeah. A lot of these guys are nerds who, you know, just like us. Grew up on the same stuff like, we wait, did. I'm smart enough to make this real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they get way too fucking excited. And yeah, that's the fun. That's the fun thing about the technology that we're starting to get we into. Warships that are getting rail guns put on. Yeah, like we're starting to move into the realms of technology where science fiction is becoming science fact. And it's really cool to be able to be a part of that generation of humanity. Um, but I like I like where Jake's head is at. So um, if y'all are interested in an episode devoted to some of this stuff, we will definitely put that together. Let us know. Um, hit, up, hit us up on Instagram, Jacob Mail Podcast, uh, or our email, Podcast at gmail.com. And let us know what you think. What do you think about the mech situation? What do you think about Godzilla versus Kong? And would you like to see a whole uh, podcast devoted to some of these cool technologies that are potentially coming down the pipeline? Okay, because um, um, you, I don't need to be told to geek out about <laughs> new tech, whether it's military or not. Um, please keep it up. A lot of you guys, I have some core listeners who have really been engaging with me. I'm the primary... Um, you know, social media guy. I've been trying to step up my game, make it more engaging and whatnot. Um, but please, hey, if you made it this far in this episode, if you have an idea, doesn't matter what it is, you know, about anything, you know, it could even be like, hey, can you fix this on your social media page? Like I had somebody tell me like, hey, make a link tree that just, which I added, and then you just click on it and it'll take you to whatever platform you want to listen to it on. Um, we got a bunch of stuff on the way. I have some sweet ideas. Um, I kind of dropped a hint a couple of times. People really liked our spooky episode. So, um, very soon you're going to be seeing, I guess, spooky episode part two. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a flair, you know, change it up a little bit, you know, cause I have my own stories. I have friends who have stories and we're also going to maybe do some, whether some famous cases or some other fun kind of things to, cause I, Mel and I have watched, Probably in the past, if a scary movie came out in the past 10 to 15 years, we've probably watched it. Yeah. Even if it was not even like a B movie, like a C movie, we've definitely, <laughs> we've watched some F-class movies. Blood clots. Yes, blood yes. clots. El Chef. <laughs> El Chef. Good old El Chef. Um, That's going to be our next podcast, devoted to El Chef. Yeah. Well, this was, <laughs> this was episode 10. Yeah. So we made it, so I guess we'll make, you know, episode 11 will be... Nice little fun little thing you'll see here, but this will be a. You made I'm it still 10. Uh, I'm still waiting on some more of those scenarios. Uh, we're definitely interested in doing more of those, yep. so I definitely send those our way. Received some kind of cool ones, like what would you do in this case? Um, yeah, I actually I'm actually really excited for the next episode because I'm actually have been doing research um, for it, and I think I've got some fun topics. I know Mel immediately knew what he wanted to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be real cool. I have a, I have a, you know, it's a case. Some of you have heard about it, but some of you maybe not, but it's going to be fun. Hopefully you like this one as well, because, you know, we both like talking about Godzilla and Mix and all that fun stuff. Well, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate it, and we will see everyone on the next episode. Yep. Take care. We'll see you next time. Thank you.